Welcome to another exciting episode of Fan of the Fans, the podcast that delves deep into the hearts and minds of devoted fans. I'm your host, Christina Garnett, and today we have a real treat for you. We're diving into the mystical world of the long-running TV series, Supernatural. So get ready to join us on the Supernatural journey. I am extra, extra, extra excited about this one because I have one of my community besties here. Um, I'm excited to have Shannon Emery join me to discuss all things Supernatural. Thank you so much for chatting with me, Shannon. Oh, thank you, Christina. First off, already fangirling, community bestie, (laughs) done. I'm done for the year, right? Uh, I'm just saying. But thank you for having me. I'm excited to talk about one of my fandoms, and my wife is already going to be, like, doing something else, so she doesn't actually meet during all this. (laughs) So I'm excited to talk about it. Let's do this. Amazing. So for background, for those of you who haven't watched the show, and if you haven't watched the show, where have you been? Um, But the show has captured the imaginations of viewers worldwide for 15 seasons, if you can imagine that. And Supernatural follows the thrilling adventures of the Winchester brothers, Sam and Dean, as they hunt demons, ghosts, monsters, and all things that go bump in the night with a mixture of horror and humor. And just, I love their bond together. It's created a massive and highly, highly dedicated fan base over the years. And it's a story about family, destiny, and the unrelenting battle between good and evil. So Shannon, let's start with the basics. What drew you to the show and how did you become a fan? Yeah, so it was actually fun to think about some of this because, you you know, 15 seasons is a long time, right? So like that's, I don't know, that's like a child. Like that that child is now in like high school, um, you know, if you think about it that way. And, this, and the show has been off for a while. So when I thought back about it, um, we had it as like, it's like there's a whole group to this, right? It's not just me. It's me, my wife, my best friend, um, or our best friend. And so we moved in together around 2011 into our first, like everybody was a grown up apartment, but we were still figuring things out. And uh, we were CW kids or what was then known as the WB, right? Like those shows where you had like uh, Roswell, well and Buffy was on there for a while and shows like that so we grew up with that and we all wanted to watch a show together because now we had one big TV in the living room which was Teresa's TV so we'd share TV time and Jen wanted to watch Supernatural so we ended up binging like the first five seasons at that point um and it became a bonding thing for us in the apartment my brother didn't finish the run with us that time he had moved in with us as well um but it became something that the three of us bonded over uh so yeah that's that's kind of where we are that i mean it's sam and dean so you ended up getting enraptured in the story um and then you end up following things outside of it from supernatural the show to what was happening in real life with the the actors and the causes that they cared about and so here we are this year i went to the supernatural convention so it did culminate in that uh, so I am a big fan but yeah that's where uh, it started I have so many questions about the supernatural convention and also <laughs> if the convention is anything like the supernatural convention in the show because like remember oh, when they go and they realize yeah, they're yeah, the book, they're, and they're, they're like wait what do you mean what do you mean and then they go so let me rewind the supernatural show Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki but also like the showrunner who has since gone on to 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 do the boys? If you yep. if you've heard of yep. that, um, mm-hmm. you should absolutely watch that amazing show yep. too. Great, but they very much they know that they have a rabid fan base, and they mm-hmm. wink and they like kind of like poke <laughs> the fan yeah. base a little bit. Like they know that there's like the ship between Dean and Castiel, and so mm-hmm. like yep. Castiel. Yep. Oh, there's, there's all these <laughs> right. things. So, so I wanna I wanna jump into that, but 
like what was the convention like I, I don't know what it was like I just imagine a lot of people wearing like plaid flannel shirts or jean jackets <laughs> right. or trench coats uh, I just imagine there being like a guy or like there'd be in pairs so kind of like right. how um Aziraphale and um Crowley are at mm-hmm. comic cons now it's like yep, it's a pair do not two. separate I kind of assume there's gonna be like two people show up at the convention and one is wearing a trench coat and a white dress shirt and then, like castiel and then yes and then and then you have right. dean who's wearing like a flannel and jeans and like boots i'm just and imagining in the corner yeah. yeah i'm just imagining that's what it's like but i could be wrong so let me know how was the convention uh it was actually one of the most fun things i've ever done right like as far as like i've lived in dc for a while now and it has taken place it's nearby to where i currently live within the dc area and so we couldn't go during the pandemic right like it was canceled one year and then the other my wife was like we just realized it was happening because baby the impala was sitting outside where they ha- where they hold the convention can, so can i can i just have a moment yeah. to just pour one out for the impala and they did <laughs> right. that car Oh, every time I see an Impala, so like good. a modern day Impala, like my soul right. hurts a bit. And I was like, what did you do? Like right. baby was right there. And you right. missed it. What is this? Uh, yeah. Like, this? Like, I want to write him a letter. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but yeah, we realized it. Ha- and then we Googled it. Right. That was simply what, what happened. I just didn't realize it happens every year here. Um, and so it's called The Road So Far because the show's no longer on. Um, it was a lot of fun. And the twist was because of the writer strikes and the actor strikes that have been going on, they're actually not allowed to talk about the show. Right. So you, you're you sitting there at the Supernatural Convention and watching people actively not talk about the show. And yet the way that the fandom is and the way that the cast and the writers and the crew interact with their community, it wasn't like you missed anything. Like I really yeah. hate to say that. I'm sure but, there oh, was that's a, really yeah. but that's saying that's really powerful yeah. though. I mean, that shows that there is it's more than the show. Yeah. That they cannot talk about the show because of the strikes. And there's still plenty of connection and community and, and opportunities yeah. to to share without it talking about the show specifically. I think that's that's very telling. It was a it was something, especially as community professionals, it's something that like companies that we tend to work for, well I do would like they would give their souls <laughs> for this that's, a bit too, that's a bit too on brand for the show right yeah well i mean so they go find enough, a crossroads right? yeah. demon and be where's like, crawley at right <laughs> like, I, I mean actually I, mean, I could do I an entire i could do an entire podcast what about just all the conspiracy theories about right. like him leaving the show and like how that went down and how it <gasps> didn't feel like the vibe i know yeah oh. i love Okay, this is going to get me in so much trouble. Mm-hmm. I ship him more with Dean than I do Castiel. Ooh. Because... Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And it's, yeah. it's for the same reasons I love Crowley and Aziraphale. I'm going to talk about mm. the elements. I'm so sorry. I can't help it. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but it's for the same reasons. Because he was kind of like a disaster puppy, too. Like, he would That's get around true. Dean, and he was, he's like, he's all powerful, and he was running hell for a while, and he gets right. near Dean, and he's just, like, all giggly. And it's like, I understand. <laughs> Jensen's right. a snack. I totally right. understand. Like, I, I got you. But it was adorable because his whole like his whole demeanor like washed away as soon as Dean would go in. I was like, I, I understand. I'm, I respect it. Like I it's see the like, vision. 
you know, because we just finished our flag means death. It's kind of like when Edward gets her own steed, you know? <laughs> it was like the, the, you know, not the character development, but those moments where his face would soften or he'd get a little, you know, how he played that character is like you knew it was more than just we're besties, right? And so yeah, I could see that. I never really thought about that. Oh my goodness. See, now I'm going to have things I, to talk about like, later. Because I, 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 <laughs> I do like Castiel and Dean together. Like I totally ship them. But if you made me mm -hmm. choose the ship. Oh, it, is that the one? That's Ooh. the one for me. And I think it's, but I think it's because he, he was really powerful. And then like you said, his face would soften. There was a lot of acting with the eyes. Yeah. And then like he went like full disaster puppy for Dean. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's so true. Oh my goodness. I, see, now I, gotta go totally, back and watch it. I would totally yeah. do that too. I get it. I totally get it. So yeah we're gonna we're gonna stop talking about ships and how hot Jason <laughs> is, i promise i promise oh, um, even though as i was thinking about this today i was like i need to discuss like how freakishly attractive that man is like it okay, is okay so let's okay we it. could talk about it for a hot minute because i was lay gasp i was shocked my friend oh. when i walked in i was like what he is that good looking oh, so, I, was like, so I have to preface yeah. it so i live in the south if you can't tell by my accent mm -hmm. um so i have like a soap opera grandma story so okay. my so every grandma in the south if you're like a millennial your grandmother probably you had, had her, her soap. shows yeah, yeah. Her, her stories yeah. yeah her stories and hers was days of her life so i remember <gasps> jensen ackles like baby jensen Right. When he was just like this cute little blonde thing on Days of Our Lives, thinking like, oh, he's cute. But I was like eight. So like, I think he was cute. He was like the only right. person that was like, everyone else was like 40 with Botox. Right. And yeah. so, um, and then saw him then. And I don't, I don't like conventionally attractive people. Like mm -hmm. I prefer like tall, lean, not muscular. Mm -hmm. Like David Tennant is like the yep. perfect yep. man. Yep. I love me some David Yep. And I just want to feed him. <laughs> It's like we you don't I'm not gonna make you fat but like I just I want to like can add a few pounds it's fine. I want to I want to feed you and take care of you so Jensen should not be on the radar because he is right. conventionally attractive and I want he him is. to be Batman if DC if you're listening to this you better make that man Batman I swear to god he could play a Batman I, I oh, you know I'd be so okay with good. that there have been some he's, controversial options lately but I'm I'm all right with that one I could see it perfect and he's already done the voices and he's That's done true. other voices like he's done red hood like he knows he knows that world anyway meanwhile but he's <laughs> he is he is conventionally attractive he is not usually my thing but i feel like he's yeah. so attractive that you kind of have to go be like i i can't deny it it's like yeah, looking no, at the like sun you're gonna tell me that sun's not bright you the running that? joke right now in my house is, is we got pictures taken with jared and jensen my wife is smiling as hard as she did on the day we got married. Okay. And this and you is can't a be woman. Mad. You can't be no. mad. And this is a woman who is not a fan of men. Okay. Like, and I say that lightly and I say that somewhat jokingly, but truly she's not a fan <laughs> uh, for many reasons, but the way. She is team Dean. I mean, I can't blame her though. Cause it was weird. Cause I was like, all right, well, you know, I mean, they're in their forties, right? Like, you know, things and life happens. I was like, maybe I'll see a little wear and tear. I, but Christina, like you said, full on, I think of him as like a G.I. Joe figure. Like he is the epitome of American clean cut, attractive which is, man. Which is so perfect <laughs> like, for his character yeah. on The Boys. It is. is. That's what it fits so well. So perfect. Uh, so I have to ask, because I don't know the answer to this. 
but did he sing at all during the, co- the convention? Yeah. Because I, I watched mm-hmm. a video, I think it came on TikTok and it was him and I've heard him sing before, but it was him like singing. And I was like, God, I just stop just, adding reasons. Can you right? just like calm down? Like stop giving this man stuff. Stop. He he did something right in a past life, right? Yes. Like he just, he, he's like, Saved, they, like an entire say. school bus of children. And yeah, he's, he's like, like God's favorite. Yeah. Right, God's favorite. Literally, he kind right. of is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what the funny part is? And I told my, we talked about this with my wife, right? Even though Jensen, maybe it is because he's so good looking and so talented in various many ways. He's a little bit more, less personable, right? Than you would mm-hmm. think. And whereas mm-hmm. Jared Padalecki, because we got to meet him for like five seconds too, um, and he was much more personal, more laid back, more chill. I mean, he's still good looking because yeah. like Jared Padalecki is like the size of a giant. Yeah. Um, but like, it was interesting. But then I told Jen, I was like, I wonder if we're looking at an introvert and an extrovert, right? Even though Jensen Ackles' job is straight up peopling, he's also yeah. an introvert, right? Where you get that kind of like a little reserve. And But my wife said, what if you met him at a bar, right? Like, what if you met oh, him outside yeah. of a convention where he's technically working, right? Yeah. Um, and he's not on, right? Where well, Jared... they have that beer. They have that, they yeah. have that pub, yeah. that like brewery. So I wonder, yeah. and I mean, I get it, right? Because like, so somebody who deals with the public a lot too, I get it, right? Sometimes it's a lot. They also see hundreds of people like within a day, right? That's a lot for some and people asked about that during the convention and stuff um how do you handle that you know it's got to be draining like it has to be draining so like when I go to conferences whether I'm a speaker Mm -hmm. or I'm just attending I get very peopled out Mm -hmm. very very quickly so I can't imagine like having to turn that on for hours I mean, they they have practice at it, which is interesting because yeah. you can tell some of it is, you know, they know how to pose in a picture to make sure that the you know people get their time, they get their picture, but they they're posing around you, right? Their yeah. skills as people to make you feel included are like off the charts. So like even though the uh, the picture feels a little awkward because they needed to move us along, the picture came out great because they know what to do. Right. Yeah. So my wife gets to be cheesing like an absolute fool <laughs> in the corner. Uh, but, you know, Jensen and Jared makes the picture like sing, right? Like we know why we're here. Um, but they didn't, it didn't feel rushed because of them. It felt rushed because there were so many people. Because I think Jared wants to talk to everybody, right? And I don't think Jared, Jensen wouldn't either, right? But I just like, like I said, it's kind of that, in, you kind of can tell maybe he's like an introvert, right? Like he's not somebody yeah. who's going to want to delve into everything with everybody but Jared was a little more personal yeah I'm shocked by that not because of like I didn't think Jared would be personable but because of Jared's like and we can talk about this too Mm -hmm. he's been very vocal about mental health and he's a champion for mental health and depression and things so I just kind of imagine him being at a conference and being not necessarily introverted but just a bit more guarded Mm-hmm. But it's nice to hear that he's he's really like welcoming and warm and, and yeah. And- he like you could tell like but his part of his personality is that gratefulness right and I think when people who've because I think Jared especially has gone through some things has been more publicly you know out in in the news uh I I tend to find that with people who've gone through some of the harder things you know things that they've grappled with tend to be a little bit more soft you know at least person to person but to be fair as you pointed out you wouldn't have found them just milling about with people 
right? Like they're, yeah. they have them. And I think there's reasons for that. Uh, the, the fan base can get intense, right? Uh, yes. But also to protect them, right? There was no drinking at the event. There was no alcohol. You, I mean, there was a bar downstairs by all means, if you go, mm -hmm. if you'd like to. Um, but it was one of the few spaces that I've been in and that didn't have alcohol readily available for you and they encouraged it they didn't say they, you know nobody said anything nobody called you out if you had a few drinks at the bar or whatever um and, you know some of the act the crew would go out and you know have a good time yeah. but it wasn't there right and so they made the safe made a safer space i think for a lot of people too by not having yeah. that be present i love that so <laughs> i want to get into like back to the show itself because it covers, like, obviously it covers this family, it covers the Winchesters, but then you also have all of these creatures, um, either from folklore or from mythology or from Christianity or from other religions. I'd love to know, do you have any favorite creatures or episodes from the series? Uh, yeah, I really went down the rabbit hole on this question uh, when you said it over because I was like, ooh. <laughs> there's so many things uh, so many themes um and i think part of the problem with me is i was a literature major so i same see, same yeah, we can so, do this. like we, we can, can go, go off down, right <laughs> like we're going down this rabbit hole right and so but it was always funny because since i had that background it was a different experience than like my wife or our best friend Therese. right Therese is a medical person very like you know logical not supernatural <laughs> to say the least and my wife it has a little bit more of the background but I got to see a lot of those themes that we would read about in college and all of these things and it was interesting that a show on the CW could actually make you think that way right like oh you question things but my favorite character was Lucifer Mark Pellegrino I don't know was designed mm -hmm. or made to play Lucifer on this show mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah eight that roll up and every time he was on screen like Jensen I love you mean it but like when Mark was on screen I had eyes only for him because he ate like he was so charismatic he was charming and then mm -hmm. in one second dangerous and like you could I could see like the story that is built around Lucifer in the yep. show but also outside like in Christianity and like I took a Milton class in college like mm -hmm. oh it's dangerous and <laughs> so, so I but you can see that in him like I can see the light of like of course he was beloved and yep. of course he was prideful and of course he was dangerous and had to be taken care of like he so quickly kind of eased in and when there were moments where he was like vanquished or mm. gone or trapped or all these other things his absence was so deeply felt mm. and I, I feel that more in his character than probably any other character when he was gone Yep, he was gone. Yeah, it was gone. If you could feel it, that's interesting, right? Because he he's an interesting actor because he was also in Dexter, right? Like, and so mm -hmm. he, he tends to play darker characters. Like I've noticed that, right, from where I've seen him. Um, Mark Pellegrino is an actor, and so but there was there was a lightness to Lucifer, right? Lucifer just like um, oh, now I'm gonna say it, it's actually Lucifer on Netflix. It, you know, he's written with a little bit more of a lightness a little bit more heartedness and yeah. and supernatural um he still had that dark part right like there is a lot of that what we would have considered lucifer right but He's the interesting scary. part is he that yeah he scary. was scary when he could be scary he was scary but but that was the whole like that's part of what you discuss in supernatural's free will versus what's predestined right like as you find out throughout the series of what's happening 
I should say spoiler alert, that becomes a really big question, mm -hmm. um, along with is being evil nature versus nurture, right? What yeah. is our inherent nature as people? And that's a grappled thing throughout the whole series. But with Lucifer, it was interesting is because he gave that sense of free will, because later yeah. on, we find that a lot of this is predestined through Chuck and his revelations, who's supposed yeah. to be God, right? Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> who, by the way, is also amazing as a human being uh, outside of that. But it was interesting to have that juxtaposition. And I always wondered, like, what was there any controversy with that, given the demographics that watch Supernatural, right? Like, when we were there, I grew up in the South. I grew up in the rural parts of the South. And a lot of people that I know who watch Supernatural, it's a huge demographic. They also tend to be religious people. So how are you, how did they get away with juxtaposing Lucifer to a small man named Chuck, who's supposed to be God? You know, it was like interesting to me. And I wish I'd paid more attention during those times when those episodes were on. Um, how did they get away with it? Because right? Christianity is a hot topic you don't tv shows aren't supposed to just go in and play with the you know the foils the lights and the darks it's told a specific way so i thought that was interesting but lucifer was my favorite um and i think i will give jared padalaki some props there when he was being possessed by lucifer oh, that was, was probably good. some of the best oh, acting yeah. that man has done <laughs> hands down Co i'll Co give him there yeah, because I'm done. Um, him in that white suit, I don't even, I don't even know what to think. <laughs> like, um, that's probably like a whole different podcast. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. And like you say, when you when you see it from that perspective of literature and Milton and how those themes continue to play this conversation, and then you wonder how did it get into a CW show, right? And that's the interesting part. You can just watch it for the monsters and the stuff, or you can read mm. past that, which makes it nice. You reach multiple people that way, right? Uh, some people mm -hmm. are like, oh, no, that's not how it is. And they just watch it because it's two hot men, which I can't blame them. But I do love that, though. But I also think because I also like early on, I would watch X-Files with my dad. Mm. And so Supernatural also feels almost like the spiritual successor mm -hmm. of the X-Files. You have that like monster of the week. But then you also have this like overarching, except the conspiracy isn't the CIA and the FBI. It's God. It's yeah, Chuck. It's, it's Chuck. Chuck and the, and also I love, I love the idea of heaven just being this like really sterile office. Like it, just, <laughs> right. yeah. it sticks with me. Good Omens did it too. So it's like, that's, I'm sorry. That's if I, if I go into this like really sterile waiting room that smells like bleach, I'm just going to assume I did, some, I made some good choices and now I'm in heaven. Like this is, this is what we're doing. Okay. That sounds cool. But I mean, it, but maybe it, like some baked cookies at least, you know? Some vanilla. Please, some right. vanilla. So I did not mention this in the doc because I wanted to get your immediate reaction. So apologies in advance, but like, I'm sorry, not sorry. We got to talk about the finale. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> or I should say, oh, Chuck. Oh, Chuck. Oh, Chuck. So um, I want to know, what you did you love the? Because I know it's hotly debated. Like there's very middle, there's very little middle ground when it comes to the finale. So I want to know what you thought. Uh, so from like a pure fandom perspective, I know what they were driving at. 
right? Like I, I, I'll take a step back first and I can, I'll, I'll share my opinion because it was early rage. <laughs> but like I knew what they were driving for, right? But see their constraints of what the time that they redid that last episode mean meant that half of the people they wanted to be in that episode weren't available. They couldn't yeah. fly. The pandemic was happening. People were sick. All these things were happening. I think that if that episode had been done to the caliber and the expectation of, I'm pretty sure it had to have been Jensen and Jared driving that primarily it would have been yeah. it would have been a lot better didn't need it it didn't need it um and I've actually because I've fallen back down the reddit rabbit hole like the show itself can be like cut up into sections so you can actually watch like certain sections by itself if you're really into that and it ends right the show can end uh like kind of logistically logically at those points um but to me it's just an extra episode that didn't need to happen um we got that last episode beforehand where they drive off that's the wrap-up that's the kind of almost the continuation where you could either start over or you can let these characters go but by forcing them to come back and then live this like kind of act out a mediocre episode it felt like it let down the storyline for me right i just didn't think it needed to happen i mean I get it. We wanted at the end to show that these were two human beings living their lives because that is part of the argument of the whole series. Yeah. Um, they're just people, right? Yeah. But Dean going out with a rusty nail? No, I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The Jared out there, just, I don't, like, the, it didn't even give you the satisfactory endings that they wanted, right? Like, yeah. original season one, this is what I want, right, to happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think if it had been done better, right, yeah. and it had the impact, it would have, I wouldn't have felt so like, okay, we didn't need that. Um, but overall, fair. the consensus in our household is we didn't need that. That's or it fair. could have been a good holiday episode. <laughs> but, I'm kind hmm. of left with, I'm I'm glad that they died. And I know that <laughs> that sounds horrible, but like the fans get, uh, they understand me. Yeah. I, I'm, I feel like they needed the whole like, happily ever after is just not something that Sam and Dean are built for. Like yeah. it's never, it was never meant for them. They were meant to be able to provide that for other people. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of their gift and their curse. I do agree though. I, I feel like it felt flat. I do love the idea of them being at peace, but I'm kind mm -hmm. of left with the idea of, cause Dean was my favorite. So I feel like I know him better. Mm -hmm. Like he gets to just like drive around and baby, which I know he would love. Yep. But he is restless to his core. Mm -hmm. And I can't see him doing that for like the rest of millennia and like not breaking out of heaven and trying to find something to do. <laughs> trying to find something to do. He's like, I'm but... going to start a fight just so I have something to do on board, on board right. doing this thing. Um, I do also want to talk about one of my favorite. I know you said oh, yeah. that you loved Lucifer. I have to talk about my absolute favorite character on the show because mm -hmm. I love him dearly. Mr. Bobby Singer. I... <gasps> love that man oh my gosh i just oh bobby i love bobby so much i just every time i saw him i was just like oh right mr he bobby is, he's the heart of that sh like everyone's like the their love is the heart of the show and i'm like no it's bobby i'm so bobby. sorry it's bobby i love bobby we gotta talk about bobby yeah he's um, he was like that he's the parent figure but that's not your parent Right. Like it's, but he's not like a related parental figure, yeah. like an uncle. Right. It's like uncle in quotes. Right. Like yeah. this is somebody from outside, but like the way he cares, he, Southern uncle vibes. Right. Like, or I guess if he, he was like always out in the Midwest, Midwestern uncle vibes, <laughs> like very much that person, but he is, he is an anchor 
for them, yeah. right? So yeah. Tell me about Bobby. I want to hear from Bobby from your perspective. I think that he he is what grounds the boys and gives mm-hmm. them a sense of purpose and a sense of home because for those of you who don't know, mom dies. Basically, there's a yellow-eyed demon who takes mm-hmm. her. The husband, their dad, then becomes a hunter, becomes hyper-obsessed, raises Dean to become, like, this future hunter. They protect they protect um, Sammy, and who is going to have a normal life. And he kind of, like, bucks the whole, like, I'm not going to be a hunter. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then the dad dies. And the boys come together to try to find their dad when he's missing. But you see them like constantly trying to want that relationship back with their parents and they come back, they don't come back. There's all of this resurrection stuff. But Bobby, Bobby is more of their dad than their dad ever was, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. And he's there for tough love when there needs to be tough love. But he also has that whole parenting thing of he can see Dean or Sam's face and know exactly what's going on just by looking. And he knows when he should say something and when he shouldn't. And so there's just this level of like quiet love and compassion from him. Mm -hmm. That's just really like, he's a hunter. He's Southern. He's, he's got like this whole vibe. Like he looks like someone who would be like, yeah, I got a shotgun in my truck. Like he looks exactly like that guy, but he's a teddy bear. He is such a teddy bear. I wonder too, because like you see like flashbacks with them. If like that wasn't intentional, you know, yeah. like if you think of him as like a like a a real person, right? Like he yeah. exists in full form. Um, by what he saw with them, right? Like because you you have grown ups, and sometimes grown ups will see that with kids, right? And they'll intentionally be a certain way because they know there's something lacking, right? Because I think of Sam and Dean as kids. Like part of them never really you know, oh. matures past a certain point, right? No, they're internally um, like twelve. Yeah, like so he sees little boy something. syndrome is is alive and well in the Winchester boys. Yeah. And I think he he he's that uncle who understands why their dad was the way that he is, you know. And so he tries to make up for that in, in the ways that he knows how. And it, it's interesting to watch them together, right? Because you're right, that's more of their dad than uh, John Winchester was. Uh, you know, he, he was on the right path to be their dad, but yeah. life happened and he chose something different. So yeah. I think it's, it's actually an interesting to watch an adult choose to be something like that for a kid, right? He didn't have to be. Like, that's not, you know, I don't can go all down the details of Bobby Singer's past, but like, he didn't have to, right? That's what I think is interesting. And that's one of those relationships that they explore is family who isn't family, right? Yeah. Uh, The people you could go to any day or night and know that they'll be there. Um, And see, that's why that's why I was a little sad around the last episode, because that is such a big dynamic. They're people. We didn't get to see the breadth of their people, uh, the people who really make a difference to them. Uh, that would have been more powerful from that perspective. But yeah, Bobby, Bobby's that constant. And I have people, I have grownups in my life like that. And I know what that's like. And oh, that's it's, precious. yeah, it's a good example. And it's interesting because it, it, it expounds out to like, well, if families, if Bobby's family, then that's how they look at their fandom too. Right. That. Family isn't blood. That's the whole point of the show is that family isn't always blood. Um, and I think they did a good job of bringing that out to the rest of us because you feel that you can yeah. feel it when you're in the, con- con- you know, if you're on Reddit or Tumblr, you can feel it at the conventions. Um, there's just something a little bit different. It's family without being creepy. <laughs> yeah. Like without, without that weird, like corporate vibe, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so you mentioned Tumblr and I'm so glad because I don't think you can talk about that time period of fandom and sci-fi without talking about Tumblr. So we're talking like the super who lock days. So for those of you who were not in the trenches like we were, 
we're talking supernatural doctor who and sherlock (laughs) and it was (laughs) imagine like the nerdiest people you have ever met are like hyper fixated on like three shows and everything on top like it felt like everything on tumblr was geared towards that and like ships and fan Mm -hmm. theories and what did you think and what would you want and then there's also fan fiction so we when we talk about like hardcore fandom especially from like tv shows and sci-fi specifically we got to talk about tumblr and social media Mm -hmm. and how that's played such a huge role in the show so when we're talking about that and we're talking about the fandom at large what role do you see with tumblr and social media and having Supernatural find new viewers, new fans, opportunities for people to dive in and find their community. Like that's the thing too, is like, we're not just a fan. Once you become a part of this fandom, it feels like you're a part of this community. You found your people that you can nerd out with that maybe you can't talk to your friends or you can't talk to your family because they they look at you weird. Like it's just a TV show, calm down. Right. (laughs) You go online. They are crazier about the show than I am. And so would love your thought on that, especially coming from a community perspective. I mean, so you, you've got this, and it's funny because I, I tend not to try to put it in like, you know, corporate terms, but it's this product, right? This is, TV show is a product uh, of these people's talents, the writing, the, you know, everything that comes together is this thing um, and it exists out there. And, but it's, nobody's trying to sell anything from it it's just this it's a tv show the rate you know ratings views and all that good stuff but on the other side what does it exist to do except entertain people and what do we like to do we love to talk about things that entertain us that's just it but it's the the connective tissue that is the the connecting thing on social media on tumblr because still the supernatural reddit subreddit is still in the one percent of reddit's period. It's on the website. It is wild to me that we are almost 15 some odd years after the show, five, four or five years, four years, almost four years since the show's went off. And people are still having conversation. What do you think about this episode? What do you think about this? Uh, Sammy versus Dean, right? And it's questions and thoughts that you think that like you would have had when you first watched the show back when it started in 2005. But people are rediscovering it because it's streaming still. Um, their parents watched it. Their moms watched it right? Like, I could have kids. I do not have tiny humans, but I would be introducing my children to Supernatural at some point, right? When it's appropriate. Maybe not, like, tiny humans, but, like, there's an age group that could start watching Supernatural. And so it becomes this part of just the experience. And I think, once again, like, talking about the demographic that I saw at the conference, um, these people traveled to DC. Like, they came from way out places everywhere to come to this thing so to stay connected they find each other online and they connect and my favorite thing about the convention was at one point we were all standing up for autographs and these ladies a group of ladies came together took over a circle they all had ordered pizza and they were there of course to talk about the show but they were also there just to sit and visit with each other right like this was their time laughing having a good time and I was like this is what this type of fandom brings you is being able to connect beyond the obvious so they're there for the show but they were there because they got to see their friends and we saw a lot of that groups of people coming together and having that experience but when they leave it goes back to be online Um, and as somebody who works in this field of online community it is powerful to see that connection so social media plays a huge part it also I think really connects them the fan base to the people 
without making it difficult. They're very open. I know I talked about Jensen being a little bit more you know, reserved, but they are on social media. They connect with their fans. They answer messages. They read DMs. They post things. They're not quiet. And they show a lot of gratitude towards their fans online. And I think that's pretty pretty powerful in itself you feel part of something you don't you're not just a fan you're part of the spn family that's your hashtag you know and you can reach and nobody and everybody's just a person and i think the actors especially know that i think everybody who's been involved with that show knew that that show could have ended after season one you never hear of it again but it's the fans who keep that show going there is an actual episode called fan fiction it's a musical episode and you have you have these students who've come together to create a theater production based off of the books and they've taken some liberties as you do with fan fiction. <laughs> and Dean and Sam find this whole situation. And I just, I remember watching it thinking this could be really campy and cheesy and cringy, but it feels like a love letter instead. It really feels like the Supernatural team saying like, we completely see you. We read what you're writing. We've been in the subreddits. We've been on Tumblr. We see you like acting crazy about this show. (laughs) We love you. And here's here's some things. And so I know that other shows have done like winks and stuff or Mm -hmm. they've made it very clear. Like, no, we we see what you're doing. But that episode for me Mm -hmm. was such... Like, there's tons of shows that we could do podcasts on for this Mm -hmm. for Fan of the Fans. And I think Supernatural is the most deserving because they see their fans probably clearer than just about any other show that I can think of. So I'd love to know your thoughts on that. And, and also are there other ways that you're seeing either the actors or the show itself, like really kind of like that gratitude you were speaking of earlier, that gratitude towards the fans. Yeah. Um, it's nice, right? Like it's it's funny because Supernatural, I don't think ever was meant to be like a super serious show, right? Even though, I mean, it's monsters, it's, you know, there's big arching themes and stuff too. It also was WB, right? Like it's not, this is not the place where people go get like fancy awards about the WB, right? Like it's just not that. Uh, and so when they do get that traction on those type of shows, and I've noticed this too with like little other ones, you know, maybe like a Riverdale and stuff like that. But yeah, Supernatural listens. Uh, we talk about social listening a lot in what we do, right? Like you and I, we're out on communities, we're out on our social channels, we're listening for things that our company's doing, our members are doing we're highlighting those things and something tells me that there is a wicked supernatural social as- listening aspect or team that they work with uh has because be, right? somebody has to be paying attention right because it's overwhelming right like the amount of stuff that still is talked about was supernatural um but it was probably easier when it was ongoing right like you you had in the moment they were able to identify things and tweak it for the next season what's done is done now but it was nice to see that constantly or nods to things that were happening in real life like there's that one where they go on a a tour on a set and they make a joke about oh you'll meet a star of the Gilmore Girls right that's obviously Jared Padalecki um because that there was an overlap there right like Jared was Dean at one point Dean and Jared or Dean and Sam and Sam and Dean (laughs) so like it was just it's always interesting that they were listening at that level and I think too that the it wasn't just like a team a social team I think it's also the actors were listening like I think they talked about it at the convention of how surprised they were by the success of their show right even though they couldn't talk about it much more than that you could tell it wasn't something any of them planned to be popular so the way they interact the things that they share about their 
lives, right, is very open um, to a certain extent. I'm pretty sure there are things we don't know, of course, but they have all cultivated that, right, where you, I am open, you can know me, mm-hmm. um, but thank you, because I wouldn't be here without you. You get that yeah. vibe, right? It doesn't matter who they are on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, even more so for, like, the sub-characters, like Rowena, the sweetest little oh tiny Oh my gosh, I love me. her so much. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I love the her. Way, the way I want to pick her up and go have tea with her, right? <laughs> like, that sounds perfect. Right? Like, I just want to talk to her. Right? And I had an autograph done by her, and, like, once again, they're trying to be very careful about things, and she's like, well, what would you like me to write? Right? She didn't want to rush anybody. She didn't want to make you feel less. And she knows, right? They know. Like, it, it's, it's being aware, even though some of them are big stars now, and all these things they're aware and it's very nice there's no no facade to just them being nice people and I think it comes through on their social channels Uh, but yeah I want to know who was listening to the social back in the day yeah like who was like someone's like scrolling through (laughs) tumblr and reddit to be like okay what did you find today but so they really like Castiel and Dean together. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, there's although, like a although... whiteboard. <laughs> oh, <my gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna leave this off the list because there's some suspect subjects out here, right? Like things not okay. to talk about. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because that's what community is about, right? And like in my world, I would. I would pay people even more money if they just listen to their communities and across oh, 100% that would solve so many problems no like, idea. like do you have a community of, do you have right. a community of products have you thought about listening to your customers right like, not pretend- blowing minds here I'm just right. literally asking you have you actually listened and not like Which quarterly because of an NTS yeah right. yes. what would Jen Apples do they'd be like who I'd be like Jensen Apples making eye contact Jensen Ackles google him (laughs) but that does that does bring up a good point though so so while Supernatural has this feral fan base Mm -hmm. and has this incredible lasting power like it was supposed to have ended very early on it kept Mm -hmm. going it kept having momentum um until the until season 15 but they've had spinoffs mm-hmm. and the spinoffs have not been as well received and have not lived as long. They've been very tiny embers in the supernatural flame. What do you think? And there's obviously no right or wrong answer because this is all conjecture, but it feels like they tried to like in business, you did this. This is amazing. I need you to mm-hmm. duplicate it and made it slightly different. So we have a new product to sell yep. and you have one that's just like blown up. Everyone loves it. Everyone's paying for it. It's amazing. You try to do it again and it's womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. Um, What do you think is behind that? Like, I think too, it's part of it too. And it's interesting because you say that there's just a chemistry between Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, right? Like, and I I was expecting maybe a little bit different taste of the two of them, like on stage together, right? But you could have thrown some flannel on those men that weekend and it could have been Sam and Dean sitting up there, right? Like there's something- I just want, if we're going to throw flannel with them, can we specifically throw Jensen- the burgundy demon oh, nice. scene. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is the one. Yeah. That that's the one that we you know, I go between that one and green when he wears the okay. green. Yeah. You know, I just I just gotta be the jewel tone though. I will I Yes. Will the de- the demon dean burgundy flannel. But that, just, yes. you know. Yeah. With the little arm rolled. Anyway. <laughs> so, what was interesting is watching this is they they have that they're like brothers. They're brothers from different brothers, right? Like it whatever 
in a different life, in a different time, these people are still best friends, right? Like it is. Oh, I love that. And I think there's something that you can't capture in their spinoffs with that because they're missing from the central story, right? Yeah. You don't necessarily like Mark Pellegrino is amazing. Ruth Connell's I'm, like, I would steal her. We would, you know, I would have tea with her. But if Sam and Dean weren't on that show, there is no show. Right. So it, it's hard to replicate, I think, the dynamics between the two of them that naturally exist Yeah, to do that on other shows. Right. Because even if you were like, OK, let's do Sam and Dean Young, like they really had to find some talented actor, like kid actors to do that. Right. It's hard yeah. to duplicate even that relationship in kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was, you know, they did a good job, but it was still something wasn't right. There's something about those two men. Yeah. Like I said, maybe in a previous life, they were best. I think they've always been brothers or best friends because um, mm-hmm. I believe in all that. So, um, yeah. But it was interesting because I was like, huh, I wonder if it'll just seem weird right now that they've been off the show. They're not hanging out every day. And it was like two best friends sat down from the last time they chatted, picked up a conversation and just went. Aww. So their That's dynamic cool. is something that I think is very hard to find than to duplicate. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't make Sam and Dean younger to go back and, like, redo shows. You couldn't put Sam and Dean as John Winchester and, you know, the other grandpa. It's not going to work. That's not their dynamic. That's not that the other ones were bad. I just don't. And also, they just didn't have that fan base for those characters. Because once again, it's not about, you know, um, like the the Mary and John story that they just did with the Winchesters it's about Sam and Dean you want to know what happens to Sam and Dean Uh, it's kind of like the Walking Dead like I don't need all of these sub like weird things they're all doing now stop like trying to merchandise the Walking Dead the story ended with Rick (laughs) yeah yeah, and Michonne Michonne badass (laughs) (laughs) I'm not here to go to France New York and all these places you stop doing that right the product is done Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think that anybody who tries that, because we talk about it too, because, you know, nostalgia factor of wanting to reboot things. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? You can't bring back Jared and Jensen when they're 60, 20, for your, 20 years from now no. <laughs> and try to reboot this. Uh, but anyway, I'm rambling. But that I think it is that connection. No, that's, I think that there, I think you're right, though. I think there is this special magic between them. And I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because I, I know that there's been rumblings with their, like them doing their own different shows, if there was animosity or bad blood or anything. So I'm really happy to hear that. I mean, you they can't have be bond. best friends for 20 years and not yeah. have crap go down, right? Like, well, I don't. True. No, that's very true. Like, you're going you to go through some stuff. You go through stuff. Me and my best friend, yeah. 25 years, there are times when I look back and be like, wow, I'm glad we made it through that, right? And it's yeah. time or it's distance or being different places in your lives. And But that's part of it, right? They sat down on the stage and they still love each other. Like that, there's mm-hmm. something there that will not, that will always overcome. The reality of their friendship is more than what the fandom could ever suspect, in my guess. Yeah. But I know that because I have a best friend like that, right? Like not yeah. a lot of people get that. Like, and I And I get that. Uh, so you can make a lot of theories, but best friends go through some crazy things, my friend. <laughs> and that no, might be one true. of them, you know? That's true. And I, I kind of love, like, what you were talking about with the women who were coming to, to see and kind of, like, hang out with their friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like the fandom itself has aged. Like you were saying, mm-hmm. not everyone has that lifelong friend, but a lot of people... If you've if you've watched all of this episodes of this fifteen year mm-hmm. journey, you kind of feel like we've we've gone through this collectively together. We yep. we kind of have we're trauma bonded to a certain extent over what we've yep. seen, whether it be like episodes that weren't it or the finale or something like that. But 
I absolutely love hearing about the convention and about your experience. And um, it has been absolutely wonderful hearing you, you talk about Supernatural and I'm clearly a fan. So obviously love being able to to talk to a fellow fan about the experiences. And um, I guess I have to come up to DC. I'm, I'm not that right. far either. I got to come up to DC and um, need to like hang out together. Well, yeah, that'll be, like, we'll have to become real life friends. Yay! I will, you know, and it's interesting because like, and I'll leave it on this. It's coming yeah. from where we come from with tech-based communities, right? Yes. I was like, the amount of money I could make <laughs> if I could capture even an iota of the magic that these people put in. And I could tell you why. I'll write a blog about it one day. The things that they do, the traditions that they hold, the gratitude, the focus on their people, the fact that you're part of a family the minute you walk in like it is an, it's like an infinitely weird experience compared to some of the things that I attempt to do in my spaces right like and I'm like I want that but it's two different things at the end of the day but what we're chasing is what you get at the supernatural convention at the Marriott oh my <laughs> like, gosh, I love that like it is wild to me that I walked into that and you know I could talk about this one day is like I saw it through a tech lens but as soon as I moved that tech lens off it was community like mm -hmm. it was just everywhere we didn't even talk about Christacon and how they handled a, like a sensitive situation or anything and it was just it was it was nice it was it was beautiful there were moments that I look back on um they have like a sing-along for all their concerts so on the mm -hmm. last night they do a big concert and Aww, somebody was there who was sick so they helped put together the playlist and we sang hallelujah as a group of oh. people the whole entire auditorium for, in honor of this person like the wow. moment of like pure like just people's voices singing hallelujah it was Oh, it's that those sounds moments. transcendent, like yeah. goosebumps, just thinking about that. And even my wife, who's not this touchy-feely person, she's like, that real made me realize what you talk about a lot is that's community. When we stand yeah. up for each other, even yeah. if we don't know each other that well, we're here to support each other and make it the best we can. And I was like, 100%. definitely. That's it. That's <laughs> endgame. That's it. That's oh, all of it. Tattoo. Write it on a shirt. Put it on the billboard. <laughs> I was but like. But that's what's um, so beautiful about community too, is that it feels like it's this recipe. And but when you see it come to life, it's the closest thing to magic. It is. And really so nice. supernatural people, oh, they got it. Yeah. I, I don't I I wanted to go talk to the event people afterwards. Like it was that obnoxious, right? I was like, I need to talk oh, to them. Do you think I, I can email that. them? <laughs> I, I gotta to take them. their brain, please and thank you. I have so many questions. <laughs> but thank you. I know we're at time. So I, I want to say thank you for letting me talk about one of my fandoms, something that connects me to my best friend and my wife, and now to this much, much bigger community. And it just thrills me to no end. Oh, <laughs> it, was my, it was my absolute pleasure to have you on a fan of the fans. If if anyone wants to check you out, see what you're doing, connect with you, how can they find you online? Um, currently right now I'm spending way too much time on LinkedIn. Uh, so <laughs> I think we all are. <laughs> Um, Shannon Emery. I am pretty out there. You, if you, for those of you who know me, I'm wearing glasses if you find me. Uh, I'm also out on the X <laughs> or whatever they're called. I'm not it. calling Twitter. it that. It's yeah. Twitter. Twitter, the weird X thing. Uh, come find me there, Lama says what. Um, and come find me. I'm happy to always talk about community or fandoms or include my wife when I need to be fact corrected. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> 
Love it. (laughs) So that's a wrap, folks. Thank you for joining us on Fan of the Fans, where we explore the heart and soul of fandoms and the incredible communities they create. If you're a Supernatural fan, don't forget to share your own experiences and memories with us. And until next time, keep embracing the magic of your favorite fandoms. We'll see you later. Thank you.